Hey, um, Happy New Year again. I hope your first full week of 2022 was uh, an enjoyable one, a good one. Um, uh, we are excited about what God is doing here at the church. I, to be quite honest with you right now, I'm, I'm struggling with some different emotions right now. I'm excited about what I'm about to present. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm a little bit nervous about this because what I'm going to present to you today is something that, to be quite honest with you, I don't know I've, if I've ever seen done in a church. Um, and where we feel as a leadership team, uh, where we're going as Shine Church, um, it's, it's just, it's different, it's new, and it's a direction that we are hoping that you will join us and, and be excited to participate in. Um, and so before I get into those details, I need to actually make sure that everybody's on the same page. I'm looking throughout the room and I'm seeing a lot of faces that maybe don't know the history or the background of Shine Church, how we got started, um, some of the things that the Lord showed us from the very beginning. So I want to start there so that we are all on the same page and then um, I'll end the message with kind of where we feel like God is leading us for this year. So let's pray and invite God to just collectively put us together so that we have that one heart as, as we hear this message. So Heavenly Father, we, we just come before you. <clears throat> And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would communicate well through me right now. Um, Lord, I pray that you would draw everybody um, in this room, watching online, that you would draw us together in unity of heart. Um, and Lord, that we would have uh, just that common understanding that you, uh, you are doing something new in this world. Um, whether it's because of the pandemic that, is, uh, that we are all facing or just because you want to, to change things up, God, we believe that you are shifting um, what is happening in this world and that you are going to use it for your good and for the good of those who seek you. And so now, Lord, we come to you and we ask that you would uh, just speak directly to our hearts. And Lord, as I communicate what we feel like you are leading us, the direction for this church, Lord, I pray that it would be received um, and that um, people would just have their hearts opened to uh, the new thing that, that you want to do. I'm reminded of the scripture that says um, that the new wine in old wineskins, it just rips it apart. But if we have new wineskins, so Lord, prepare our hearts to be new wineskins, to receive the new wine that you would have for us. And Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. And everybody said, amen. amen. All right, quick, quick background. In 2018, August 2018, Shine Church started. How did we start? We, uh, many of us staff members came from a church called Jubilee Fellowship up uh, in the Highlands Ranch area, Lone Tree area, and at the time we were five campuses, the senior pastor wanted to come back to being one campus, and so he graciously offered to some of us staff um, this campus, this was one of the Jubilee Fellowship campuses, and said, hey, uh, would you like to uh, take over and start your own church? And we prayed about it, I had a dream, um, and we decided to say yes. And so August 2018, we started Shine Church. Now, in the preparation of opening the doors and getting started, we prayed and asked God, what is it that you want us to build on? What is the foundation that you want us to teach from? What are the things that you want us to really communicate? Uh, the first thing that really came to mind as a leadership team was the four pillars. They're out in the coffee bar. Um, the first one is that we would be a people that would engage with God and that we would engage with one another in relationship. The second is identify who we are, how God sees us, what his view of us, and have that understanding that we are what he says we are, not what the world says we are, amen? amen. 
okay? The third one is then we would come alongside as a leadership team, but uh, it's, it's expanded even uh, that we would engage with one another, God and one another, learning who we are and helping and empowering one another in the middle of this. And we started to really talk about the importance of pulling the gold out of one another, the pulling the giftings, pulling the things that we see, speaking those things out and, and realizing that each one of us, uh, we've been called to a purpose and a plan. Uh, I, was, I was reading in the Bible today that says, it, we, we can't even fathom or imagine the purpose and plans that God has for each one of us individually. And so as we, in are empowered in those things, I believe that the, the fourth pillar is just automatically gonna happen when that is multiplication. We engage with God, one another, we know who we are, we're empowered in our gifting, and then ultimately we're gonna multiply in our family, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, everywhere we go, we, we, would, we would just begin to multiply. And so that has been from the very beginning of the church. We've been teaching that, we would talk about that. Um, another thing that we have talked about is that this, um, we felt very strongly that this would be a collaboratively run church, collaboratively run church, not, uh, not a, a church where there is just one person um, there's that, that is kind of the focal point, but that it would be a team approach. And if you've been here for any length of time, you have witnessed that. Uh, I've heard comments from people. One of the things I love about Shine Church, I've also heard it in this way. One of the things I don't like about Shine Church is that when you come on a given weekend, you have no idea who's talking. Okay, that's actually on purpose because you know what? Jesus is the one that we need to come and focus on. It's not a personality, it's not a person. The hope is that there would be a collaborative atmosphere and that that would be caught, not just from a leadership standpoint, but that you guys would catch that and enter into that. And that's really kind of where I'm going. I'll talk about a little bit more about that. Um, so. Four pillars, the collaborative run church, no talking head, no, no individual certain person, and calling out the purpose and plans of each other. Now, let me jump forward into the last uh, quarter of 2021. Our staff, God took us through um, a, a really intense time of getting to know one another and training. And, and started with, at the end of August, we went on a staff retreat. And we got away, and on this staff retreat, we just told stories. Now, if you're in a house church, one of the things that you are doing right now is telling stories. And, and we're taking one couple per month and just having them share their story. And what we're finding is there's deep richness in doing this. And so we did this as a staff, and what was amazing is the information, the things that we learned about each other. Uh, I'm looking around the room, Peter and Christine tell their story. I've been things I had no idea, and I've known them for years. DJ and Cammie tell their story. I I've known them longest on the staff. They were telling things, I was like, you're kidding me, I had no idea. You know, we, we can interact and we can live with one another, but if we're not intentional about telling stories, getting into one another's lives, there's certain things that make us who we are. I, Kim and I were telling the story and one of the staff members looked, looked at me and said, okay, now I know why you're that way. <laughs> That's a good thing because that actually helped me to realize that God was showing, oh yeah, that is why I am that way. It just was a really, really good, stretching process, um, but it was a really good, healthy process. And then in the beginning of October, we went to a uh, three-day leadership, intense leadership training called a Stratop. And basically what it is, is um, they start from a 30,000 foot, big, wide view, start to take us through all these little tools and bring us down very narrowly to just a couple action points that we as a staff, as a church, need to focus in right here, right now, okay? And so do you wanna know what those two things were? 
<laughs> I was hoping you'd say yes. All right, so here's, here's what we felt. This is, this is so funny to me because in three years of ministry, I felt like we had, we had communicated this well, but here's, here's what we came out of the staff meeting, and that is this, that we needed to do, do, do these two things. One, we needed to define what collaboration was and the rules of engagement of collaboration. And two, we needed to define who we are. And what's interesting to me is I actually found myself thinking, I thought we've done this. But what I began to realize is that when we communicate and say that we want it to be a collaborative church, if you don't understand what we mean by collaborative, then we're going to be going in all kinds of different directions. Yes? And so it became very important. So the staff began a month and a half process of just of really wrestling and having uh, some meetings to talk about this. And I will save you the pain of, of the meeting and give you what we came out with. Um, here's our definition of collaboration. And if you want to read this, if you want to keep this uh, on the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app, uh, there's three little lines down on the bottom right. You click that, you can hit events. Um, you'll see Shine Church. And these notes are on that app if you want to follow along. But here is the definition for collaboration that we came up with as a staff. We want to humbly Seek Holy Spirit's guidance for how to serve the kingdom together while lovingly support one another. We want to humbly seek Holy Spirit's guidance for how to serve the kingdom together while lovingly support one another. And so after hours of talking about what this looks like, um, we actually kind of came up with a, 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 an understanding. Um, the whole basis is, is understanding that there's a humility to it um, and so DJ and a couple of other staff members who are really good at wordsmithing kind of put that sentence together. But the heart is this, that in humility, as a leadership team, we would come together and discern the heart or the will of God together. And that we would respect one another in the process. Because I don't know if you've ever been in, in any kind of collaborative format, but if you don't have a humility and if you don't have a respect for one another, then what begins to happen is because it's collaborative, um, feelings can get hurt. Yes? And so we realized, okay, one of the first things that we need to do is we need to do this in a loving, supporting way, understanding that not every time will my idea be accepted or even liked, um, but there's a process of that. Now, why am I going into great detail? Because part of what I'm gonna be talking to you about in a little bit is actually you guys starting to join us in this collaborative process, okay? Um, and so that's why I'm taking the time to go into this. Now, we came up with the, the, the definition of collaboration. We decided then to work on the rules of engagement. We had this big long list of different things that we need to focus on as we collaborate, as we interact with each other, as we seek the, the heart and the will of God together. And here's basically uh, what we did. We took that long list and I asked the staff to rank their top uh, four or five and we went through and it became very evident that four just bubbled to the top of the service. And here they are. Rules of engagement from the foundation of humility that we need to be good at empathetic listening Okay, how many of you know that we're not uh, in a world that listens very well? Um, we like to talk and um, we're quick to talk and slow to listen. <laughs> and I think the Bible says we're supposed to be the other way around. Um, second, we need to be good at asking good questions. We need to be good at asking good questions because questions 
Number one is the way that Jesus did a lot of his ministry. Number two, uh, questions kind of diffuse any defenses. When you make statements towards people, defenses rise up. When you ask them questions, things go down, you know, the, the walls go down and they feel comfortable in answering those things. We need to, three, we need to speak for ourselves. Uh, by the way, these four things, if you don't hear another thing this morning, take these things, apply them into your life, and you will have great success in your, your relationships with family, friends, coworkers, all of those things. But uh, number three, speak for yourself, meaning this. Um, I always tell married couples when I'm counseling them, argue without using the word you. <laughs> really, really hard. Because you want to point, and you did this, you did that. Well, when you speak for yourself, you have to say, I feel, I think. I believe the Lord is speaking this. And when you speak for yourself, there's, again, the defenses go down and it opens the hearts of other people. And then the last one in regards to the rules of engagement is this. We need to be a, a staff, a group of people as we collaborate that are very careful to take no offense. We love each other. Um, and it's amazing that in this process that um, in, the, in the first three and a half years of Shine Church, I, this has been a roller coaster of a process. Um, there has been times where we've said things uh, because it's collaborative and yet we, we were quick to take offense. And we've had to wrestle through and work through and it's been a process of learning. Um, I, I can't tell you, church, how many times that I went home to Kim and told her, uh, man, I just, I, I just wish I could just make the decision and just tell everybody what to do. Because that's easier. Do you know that? It's easier. It's easier just to make a decision and tell everybody what to do. But then what happens is then it becomes about a person instead about Jesus and what he's collaboratively doing and the synergy that comes from that. And so we all agreed as a staff that we need to be better at listening, ask good questions, speak for ourselves, and take no offense. So we felt really good. We were moving along, we, we got that done, and then we moved into part number two. And part number two, as we were doing the strat op, there was just confusion in the room as we were talking, uh, the 12 of us staff members that were talking around about what, who we are. And, and it was, it, I think I shared last week, one of the processes was to create the four lists, what is right, what is wrong, what is confusing, and what is missing. And the confusing, we wrote up, up there who we are. And so we started to banter that around. Now, before I kind of give you the conclusion of what came out of that meeting, um, I would like to ask you a question. If somebody came into this room and stepped up here and just said, hey, I, I want to learn about Shine Church, um, how would you answer in just one little sentence, one sentence, what would you answer? And there's no right or wrong answer. This is not, wait, I just want to just hear, how would you answer the question, who is Shine Church. How would you answer that question? Right here. I'll just repeat. He said community. And he, just community. one word. He said community. Community. A manly voice. Community. Man, community. You know what's so interesting? Last night when I taught this, very first response, one word. Community. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Okay, somebody else. When I first came here, and I've told everybody that I meet now that the people in Shine Church care about each other. You know, that they care. And okay, we, and so you church. Guys, and you, you leaders did it for me. Okay, so Shine point. Church, a place where they care about each other. Yeah, okay. and to the point where my boyfriend has said he wants to go to come to church with me. All right. And he has never gone to church. Okay, well. So, and he said it's because 
because he's just sees, he sees me when he when I come, you know, when he sees me after I, on Saturday or Sunday, and he says, he says you're just glowing. I love it. So here's my guess: you bring your boyfriend. Now that you've said that, this guy's gonna feel loved. Yeah. Well, the problem, <laughs> There's gonna be the a problem is, is that he works. Absolutely. The, problem, the problem is, is he works Saturday and Sunday. Uh, well, we'll, so we'll that's, get into it. Yeah. Somebody else. Uh, just very humble and genuine people here. Okay. Humble and genuine people. Great. Anybody else? I like it. Right here. Um, I would say um, a family for sure, but a family with God at the center. I think people can be a family, but God isn't there. And okay. I definitely feel that with this church. Love it. Family with God at the center. Somebody over here? I'm going to get DJ steps in today. I love it. He's the microphone transformer. Uh, anyway, um, I, I appreciate tremendously how the church is transparent. Um, last week, for example, when you were going over the finances, uh, you know, people get these ideas about churches. They, what do they do with all their money and so forth? And I just love how you're so transparent with everything. And it also shows when we donate anything where it's going. The other thing I w wanna say is I don't feel um, like the church is judgmental. You know, where you go to church, you're frightened of people. Like, they're so judgmental about how I dress or think or anything. Mm -hmm. And so you, so it makes you feel very comfortable and free. And, and um, so I, I look forward to, to coming. And anyway, that's, that's my impression. Well, thank you. Thanks. For, okay, so transparent, not judgmental. Uh, all of these are great responses. Um, and it, I, I love it. You guys actually, last night, it was, it was difficult. Um, and it actually showed me that maybe we haven't done a real good job of really communicating. Uh, you know, here, here's, here's how we would define it. Now, here's what's interesting. Our staff got together and we spent about two and a half, three hours debating and, and contemplating, talking and going and collaborating about who we are. And here's what happened. We didn't change a thing. <laughs> we say on our website that we are a community engaged with God and one another and our purpose. Okay, we are a community engaged with God, each other, and our purpose. And so I hope that that is just, it will sink into your head and that you will go, okay, Shine Church, I, they are. They're a community that engages with God, with one another, with humility and transparency and all of those things, and with our purpose. Now, the, we, we got hung up on our purpose there for a minute in our conversation, and I just want to clarify. When we say our purpose, we are speaking about, yes, the church purpose, absolutely, corporately, but we are actually really more intentionally about you and your purpose, your individual purpose. In other words, we want to be a church that is a community, a fellowship of people that love each other, that treat each other with collaboration, respect, all of those things. We want to engage with God in, in that. We want to engage with one another, and we want to engage with the gifting and the purposes that God has planted and put into every single one of us. That is who we want to be as a church. Yes? Just a couple that have come in online that I think are note noteworthy. Um, one is, we are the bride of Christ pursuing God's heart. Mm. And this one just came in. And it is, Shine is an intentionally weird church. Safety third. <laughs> Thought you would like that. <laughs> I know who you are, Adam. I mean, uh, 
That, we, I love Adam Pacheco. Uh, I've been talking to him uh, a lot. Um, and I just say, you know, he just keeps going, China's just a weird church. And I love it. It's just a weird church and I love it. I, you know, that's, I love, I love that. That's awesome. Um, here's, here's what, here's what I want to begin to move and, and shift into. I'm going to ask you a question in just a minute. I'm going to give you the question right now. What do you want from your church? If you're new here, by the way, um, we pass the microphone and ask questions and expect people to respond. So um, I, I realize I forgot to say that <laughs> before we did that. But um, we, we, want the, we want the collaboration from the fellowship, from the body. And so um, we want to hear from you. We want to know what questions you have. We want to know what insight you might have, what wisdom you have. But what I want to ask you today is, what do you want from your church? What do you want from your church? Because I think that is a question, to be quite honest with you, that not a whole lot of churches are asking their people. Um, as a matter of fact, I've been in churches where we have actually done surveys, but in the middle of the survey, the questions are actually leading so that we kind of get the responses that we want, if that makes sense. Um, and so here's my question to you. What do you want from your church? And I'm not talking just on a, a Saturday night or Sunday morning, um, but what do you want um, from your church uh, it, in, a, in a weekly basis even? Um, so you can answer it from a weekend perspective, or you can answer it from a weekly perspective, but I'm going to toss it to you now. What do you want from your church? Uh, and y'all do it here, direction to help me grow. Okay, love that. Direction to help me grow. I have seen evidence of this, but what I've always thought of as um, the purpose of church is to create a community of people who will support and love and help each other in their everyday life through the good and the bad. Mm, love it. Support, love, encouragement. Growth, support, love, encouragement, love it. Uh, I'd say like biblical teaching, training, equipping to like build us up to be able to do it out there as well. Biblical so. teaching, training, equipping, love it, it's good. Stop reading ahead in my notes, Ben, that's not fair. <laughs> this one's for me, uh, it's patience and growth. Because if you don't, you know, we all come from different experiences, different lives, and we all, you know, it's very easy to go into a church and it's, oh, it's, this is the doctrine, this is the position, this is this, and understand that, mm -hmm. well, I come from a different place, or you come from a different place, so the patience to grow. Ooh, good. Patience and growth. Ed, did you have one, or were you raising your hand for him? Okay. Kind of like what Ben was saying, I, I want a church that understands the heart of Jesus. Proverbs talks about wisdom. We need to know wisdom to survive in, in today's crazy society. Love it. This church exudes um, personal growth, as everyone's been saying. Um, you want us to walk in a deeper relationship yes. with Jesus. A lot of churches don't do that. That's I, I want a church that understands that 
understands what the Bible says and then teaches us as the other people are saying is how to do that. Yeah, love it. Okay. One came in online, guidance, support, and perspective. Oh, okay, good. I love the song that everybody did. Uh, the last song, the refiner song. Yep. And First uh, Thessalonians 1.10 talks about Christ coming back to be glorified in his holy people. And uh, so, and scripture says we don't do that in a vacuum to become purified and holy. So my thing is to grow in holiness with the people here in Shine Church. The proverb, as iron sharpens iron. So another man sharpens another man's countenance. That, that's what comes to my mind as you say that, Brad. I, yeah, I love that. Sh growing and sharpening together, right, in relationship. Trying to wrap my head around this. <clears throat> um, but a purpose that requires each of us to use our skills and our strengths, like oh. a big enough call to action that we're all needed and you feel like you're needed. Like, Ooh. but it's yes. a unique yep. a place where you can use your giftings and feel needed and yeah. yeah, I love that. Love it, love it, love it. Somebody else? Oh yeah, all right. This is Holy Spirit-led worship um, and worshipers that really worship from spirit and truth. Oh, that's good. You're just saying that because you're on worship team. But that, okay. that might be true, but <laughs> I feel like somebody had to say it. <laughs> I love it. I just think Shine Church is, for me, the great escape. I consider it my sanctuary, just the place to just come and come. just be in the presence of the Lord, and it is my great escape. I love that. Great escape, just a sanctuary. Good. Um, this is personal for me, but um, I I feel so surrounded by people that are so gifted in reading the Bible and they are really good at figuring out what it's saying and I personally am such a beginner at it. I'm almost 22 and I have absolutely no idea and I find it very intimidating. So I I would love just a class, just a beginner's class on what do I read first? How do I highlight? Love How it. do I get those like really cute pens. How do I highlight in different colors and stuff? Right. Okay, yeah. I love it. Like, so okay. how do I, because I mean, I just graduated med school and I know how to study the brain and I know how to study all that, but studying the Bible is so intimidating for me. Good. So yeah, that's, that's what I would, I would love. So love it, yeah. love it, love it, love it. Uh, Pastor Dan, can you repeat the first question again? I would like to answer that one. Yeah, what is Shine Church? Yes. Um, who, who is Shine Church? Who is Shine Church? It's me. Okay. Okay, so when I meet somebody and they say, where do you go to church? I say Shine Church. They're already evaluating Shine Church based on who I am. Yes. So for me... I want Shine Church to be a place where I can be me, I love where it. I can grow, where I can make mistakes. I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I love what the Holy Spirit's doing right now. Oof. Uh, somebody else? Is there, there was another one here. I think from a parent standpoint, um, and I believe you guys already do this, but 
to have a like a welcoming greenhouse for my children to learn from everybody in this room how to worship and to go after the Lord, and I love it. I just, sorry for crying, but I just saw my children up there, and I love it. They look at you guys, everyone in this room, and they say they're worshiping the Lord, and I want to do that too, so I love it. Um. Okay. Mark led into this, but I'm going to ask you one more question. And I want everybody to collectively answer this together. Who's the church? I'm going to say it one more time. Who's the church? Okay, so all of those things that you just said that you want from your church, is it us as pastors' responsibility to accomplish? According to what the Bible says, we are the church. All of those requests, all of those things that are heard need to be understood from each one of us with an ownership and, a, and an understanding that we make up the body of church. We, the people, are the church. We have created in this world, in the capital C church, a chasm between the pastor who stands on the podium and the people that are there in attendance for the weekend service. And it's been on both sides. The person looking up at the pastor has sometimes lifted and elevated that person as they are the person that hears from God. I can't hear that way. That's a lie. That is a lie. And unfortunately, the pastor who stands up here many times says, I am the one that God has anointed that has given me the vision to cast down. And that creates that chasm. Now, listen, I want to make sure that I, I, I'm not saying that those church are, churches are not doing anything healthy or good or right. I'm just saying that according to the word that I'm going to read to you here in just a minute, there becomes a separation from this ministry leader, pastor, person, and the congregant, and that there's a gap that I believe that the Lord is trying to close here at Shine Church and wants you guys to realize that you are very much a part of the church, what we do, how we do it, and the vision and the heart of what God wants to do is going to come through not just the pastors of Shine Church, but you as well. And you have to take ownership, and you have to embrace this, and this is where I'm getting a little nervous, and we're going to stumble through this awkwardly together. I hope you're okay with that. We're three and a half years old. If you compare that to a toddler, <laughs> they're trying to figure out who they are. They're stumbling through it, but we believe as a leadership team that God is taking us through a process of helping us to realize that we are shifting in time and space and culture and God, I believe, is trying to stir up in the body of Christ an understanding that it is about all of us as a body, as a fellowship, as a family, and not just about a certain group of people that we watch do ministry. Does that make sense? I'm trying to be very careful as to, to say, um, hey, in the middle of this newness, I, I'm not trying to compare my, ourselves to anybody else, but Yet we, have, we all have background. And, and, well, and this is going to be different. This is just going to be different. Our heart for Shine Church. Um, when we were talking about this as a teaching team, Ephesians 4 came to mind. And I want to read this scripture, and then I'll kind of summarize it for you in, in the picture that we get. Verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service, 
so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I trust that you're here today because you want to mature in Christ. And that's, that's why you're here. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together, by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. I want you to read that with me. As each part does its work. As each part does its work. Here, here's my summary of that little section. Pastors, that, that group of people, kind of have been lumped in as, as pastors in churches, okay? Pastors equip people. So there, there is that portion that, that we've been called to. There are certain people that have been called to come alongside and equip others. But look what happens. We are to equip them for works of service. When the people in the church begin to realize that the reason we gather together is to be equipped and trained so that we can go out into a world and do the works that God is asking us to. When we grab a hold of that, when we understand that, the body then will be built. Church, I'm gonna submit to you that until we get this, church will just stay church, we'll just stay church, we'll just stay church. And we won't get to the building process that God is asking us to until every single one of us takes ownership and realizes, I have a gift, I have a purpose and a plan that God wants to use. And it's gonna make the body better. There's too many examples in the word of God where Jesus correlates church with the body, our physical bodies. Saying, hey, if everybody wanted to be an ear, how would we see? If everybody wanted to be an eye, how would we hear? I, it, it, we all have different parts to play and we all have to pull this in and embrace this and understand that Shine Church will not be the church that God wants us to be until every single one of us starts to function in our gifting and what we've been called to. And when we do this, the body will be built up we will all reach unity in the faith and knowing Jesus. Uh, we talked about this word unity. Unity, I think a lot of times in people's minds has a connotation of uniformity. And that is not what we're saying. I don't think God is asking for us to all be the same, do the same, and we all operate in the same giftings. As a matter of fact, over and over in the word, we all have different giftings. So how do you have unity and yet be so different? Because of Jesus Christ. And we all come to a realization that, hey, we make up the body of Christ. And so therefore, let me be different than you. And okay, here's where it's gonna get strange. Can we on a weekend service actually have differences of opinions and start to actually wrestle through those differences right here, right now, and actually work it out to see if there's a synergy that God wants us all to understand? Because I may have compassion and, and, and mercy as a gift and somebody else uh, has evangelism and those two things sometimes just totally butt heads. What if we could wrestle that out together right here in person? I haven't seen that done in a church. Not on a weekend service. 
where we actually wrestle the word together. Maybe, maybe you start to learn how to read the Bible and process that as you hear other people and the way they're doing it because we start to interact together with this. It's different. We all reach unity in the faith and knowing Jesus, we become mature. And then it says, we're not tossed around by every wind of teaching or deceived by schemes. I, do you know that I believe one of the enemy, uh, one of his schemes is to just get us to swing the pendulum so far that we're out of balance? And sometimes when we have differences of opinions, that'll bring us back to the balanced position, which is where I believe Christ wants us to be. And as we hear the different sides of things, and too often, even from uh, right here, we spend a majority of our time teaching, and you're only getting a person or a team's perspective, and there might be different ideas and different thoughts, and we want to see those things start coming out. You guys okay? All right. Not tossed around by every wind of teaching or deceived by schemes. We speak truth in love. Love's got to be the foundation. One, one person said last night, I want from a church love. I want love to be just an unconditional thing. It says we speak the truth in love, growing and maturing in Christ, being held together as we grow and each of us does our part. All right, um, here's, a, here's, a, here's a picture of maybe how you have seen things in life, I, because I think in, even in the workforce, in most of everything that we deal with, here's kind of the structure of how things are run. A person or a team will cast a vision, and out of that vision comes the tasks that need to be done or accomplished, and out of those tasks, maybe relationship is built. Have you guys seen that model? I, it's, it's pretty much in every secular work job out there. Um, I believe that even in church, you'll see a lot of this. Hey, as a matter of fact, a lot of people will ask the question when they first attend a church, what's your vision? What's your vision? And I understand it because the word of God says without vision, people perish or they cast off restraint. So vision is important, but we believe as a leadership team that what God is actually asking us to do is start with relationship and not vision. Let's start with relationship. Do you know what Jesus did? He started with relationship. All he did was called these guys, come follow me. He didn't cast some vision before them first and then say, hey, now do this and then I'll be your friend. No, he said, I'm gonna be your friend. Let's build relationship. Out of the relationship, guess what came out? Their giftings. They started, Jesus started calling out of them the gold that was in them. He started to see the things that they were good at. He started to pull that out and call that out of them. And out of those giftings, all of a sudden things were starting to be done. Tasks were getting done. And out of that, guess what? There was great vision. And so church, it's, it's a little bit different perspective of, of how a lot of things in this world that we live in are run. But we feel like God is calling us to live life together to do this, not only from a leadership team, but we want to include and invite you into this process. Like I said earlier, um, <laughs> we as a staff has wrestled the last three years on what this looks like, and it has been a process, um, but we feel like God is taking us to a new level and has taken us through a place where I genuinely uh, genuinely believe that uh, our staff is ready to, to collaborate with you 
to accomplish the things that God has for us. What does this mean? It means that we want to come alongside you, figure out what that gifting is through relationship, and then we want to empower that gifting to see the work that God wants us to do. And we are ready and willing to come alongside and equip and train you in doing that. Next week, we're going to talk about teaching, equipping, training, and, and what that looks like in, for today's church. Marcus summed it up in the teaching team this way. He said, we want to be a church that genuinely wants you to be a part of the process of what God is doing here. We want you to genuinely be a part of the process of what we're doing here. Could Shine Church model Colossians 3, 12 through 17? In light of everything that we've just talked about this morning, listen to the instruction from Paul here and see if we could embody See if this doesn't resonate with your heart and, and with your mind, your spirit. See if there's not something that's like, oh my gosh, that, that is the church I want to be a part of. Colossians 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people. Uh, if you're God's chosen people, would you raise your hand? <laughs> All right. You might be sorry you just did that. <laughs> Therefore, as God's chosen people. Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect Unity. There it is again. The perfect unity. Uh, one of the things we talked about is maturity in our relationship with Christ. And Brad, you spoke to this. Maturity with, in, in regards to our walk with Jesus and growing and maturing in that relationship cannot be done without one another. We have to have each other. We have to do this together. This has to be um, a team effort where we come together, because as we do that, and if we do that with love, it ties and binds all of us together in perfect unity. Again, it's not uniformity, it's unity. Peter brought up an act that it says that the disciples were all of one heart. How many of you know that those disciples still probably didn't agree with everything? It doesn't say that they agreed in everything. They just said that they were all in one heart. What is that heart? That they were pursuing Jesus Christ and they were gonna use their giftings to accomplish whatever he was asking them to do. Do you see that? Um, it, was, it was so good that Peter told, said that in our teaching team because I, would, I don't know if I've ever thought of it that way. I, wherever you put a group of people together, I promise you there's going to be disagreement and differences of opinions. But that doesn't mean you can't be of one heart together. Yes? You guys are like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Janelle sang that song, Thankful. Um, not even knowing when I was using this verse. I, gratitude is, so we got love. We got gratitude. You know what's interesting here is in this first part of this, um, you kind of see there's a collaboration. There's rules of engagement on how to collaborate. Um, and 
really love and, and this idea of, of uh, the peace and the thankfulness that we're to have. But then it goes on and says this, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another. Okay. Um, I feel like in today's capital C church, this would be read differently. Let the, let me, let me kind of paraphrase it in what I think I've experienced. Um, since members of one body, you were called and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among the pastors richly as they teach us with all wisdom. That's what we've modeled. I'm not saying that that's what every church is doing, but that's kind of what we've modeled is, hey, come to church so that we can worship together so that you can listen to somebody speak for 40 minutes. But according to this, we are supposed to let the word of God richly dwell in each one of us and we are supposed to teach and admonish one another. How do we do that? Well, we have to interact. Do you know that in um, Old Testament time, in, from a little bit of study that I've looked into, the, the, the rabbi would open up the scroll, read a certain section of the scroll, close it, and then they would have dialogue about it. In the temple, they would have dialogue. All the men sitting around, the women would be above, and they would start talking about what that meant. When Jesus read the scroll of Isaiah, and he closed it, and he said, today, this is being fulfilled, he was starting a discussion. They didn't like the discussion, <laughs> but he was starting a discussion. He was getting things going. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the spirit singing to god with gratitude in your hearts and whatever you do whether in word or deed do it in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him could shine church model this could shine church be a church that collaborates together operating in the rules of engagement the things that are listed in Colossians, the, the humility, the things that we came up with as a staff where we uh, were quick to listen. We speak for ourselves. We, we come at things with a very humble approach. What are you pointing at? Have DJ share the thing? Okay. My wife's in just a minute. You need to share. I, but what if, we, what if we come together and do this where we actually begin to teach one another? Now, I realize... Um, <laughs> I've, I've done this now long enough to know a couple things. Um, when I ask a question or when one of the teaching team members asks a question and there's silence, there's some of you that really, really hate that. Some people are looking at that and going, oh my gosh, what a gigantic failure this is. And the truth is that's not the case. Um, what it means is either we don't have the right definition or understanding because when you know something, you'll raise your hand and you'll speak it. I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, I, I realize not the introverts in the room. I get that. <laughs> totally understand it. But there'll be people who raise their hand and say, hey, I have, I have an understanding of this. So it's either something that hasn't been clarified or we need to learn. Or, and so don't ever be awkward. Don't ever be upset by that silence because sometimes the silence speaks a tremendous amount to what, we actually need to grow and learn in, mature in. Um, so I, I understand that, that that can make people awkward and, and feel awkward. I, I, let that go. 
I think we've done a pretty good job modeling that and, and people understand that. Um, but the second thing is, um, as we move forward in this, understand that um, as we interact with the word of God and with one another, I believe great growth and maturity will come. There has been so many times, church, when I've asked a question and one of you have grabbed the mic and shared what you have just learned from the Lord that I have walked away edified, I've learned something because you spoke up, you taught me. You taught me. There's been time after time after time where somebody will grab a, a, the microphone and say something and you can almost hear through the room, oh, that was good. You guys know what I'm, I'm talking about? And so we feel like the Lord is leading us to enter into a season where we do this together. We're gonna ask you to read the word and we're gonna ask you to come with what you feel like the Holy Spirit showed you or didn't show you. I read this scripture. I have no idea what it means. It's so absolutely confusing. And then somebody else can grab the microphone and go, well, this is what I saw. And could that open your heart to, oh my gosh, totally missed that, but I totally get that now. And walk out of this room being able to explain a section of scripture that may have been incredibly intimidating or confusing, and yet you walk out with maybe understanding. And here's the beauty of this. There's certain things that us as a teaching team, we don't know you're, what you're struggling with. And if we open up dialogue and we collaborate about this, then guess what? We will actually have a better understanding of what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with, um, what you need for your every day. Somebody told me last night, they missed from the church the time of altar calls, where you give a message and they go, okay, if this resonated with your heart, or you feel like God's doing this, why don't you come up front and a group of pastors, you guys, if you've been in church any length of time, you know what I'm talking about. And we have, we've kind of shifted away from that. And actually the thought that came to my mind when the person said it, the thought that just, just and the Holy Spirit speaks to me like this a lot of times, the thought that just came immediately as, as she was saying that was maybe the altar time will be right here in this room. As somebody is willing to say, this was confusing to me, or hey, as we're talking about this, I realize I have a lack right now. I you guys are so loving in this church. You are so, I mean, it's, it's been spoken, it's been said. Um, I know that if somebody was willing to share a little vulnerability, that this church would go, hey, you know what? Let's stop everything we're doing and we're gonna minister to you right now. And would you guys be okay for a whole weekend service just to minister to one? I am, I'm okay. I'm not saying that that's gonna be how it is every week, but could that be, could the altar time be right there? So I will, DJ, make your way up here. Um, <laughs> I will just finish by saying, saying this. I know this has got to get you you're starting to think, man, I, do I want to be a part of this? Here, here's what I'm asking. If, if, this, if this doesn't resonate with you, if there's something that is kind of, of concern in your heart, don't just walk out of here and not tell us. Reach out to us and tell us what the struggle is because maybe we need to hear what that struggle is in order to put this together and make it really, really well-rounded and really well put together. Mm -hmm. And so don't 
Don't just go, well, that's where, that's where they're going. I don't want to be a part of it. I'm out of here. At least give us the courtesy of, of coming to us and saying, hey, what it was that was concerning to you as we start to share this. We're going to share a little bit more next week. Um, and, and then um, the following week, I think we're going to start to, to move into what we feel like God is calling us to do. And so we hope that you will join us in the journey. So uh, as always, uh, God gives DJ a picture. I'm talking and he gets a picture. So share the picture of, of what, what this looks like. You bet. Um, well, just as, especially when I was sharing last night, um, just felt like the, the picture came to me of uh, a tent in a bag. You know, you've all, well, I don't know, maybe you haven't, but we've gone camping a few times and, you know, with a tent that always typically leaks or whatever. But, you know, you, you get that little bag, it's got the handles on it, you know, you open it up, and there's all these parts and pieces when you first, you know, open it up on your floor. And I think if you asked each one of us if the church were that bag of parts of a tent, we would all be like, oh, yeah, absolutely, that's valuable. You know, it's got the rods, and it's got the little linking things, and it's got the, the canopy, and it's got the little mat for the front. And, you know, we, we would all agree that each one of those things is beautiful, that each one of those things is valuable, and all that. And that's never been the challenge. But the problem becomes, if you're like me, when you start putting it together, you start linking those rods, and you start kind of trying to put them through the loops, and then they get stuck, and you're like, you know, and it's starting to, like, drizzle, and you're like, Argh! and you still have to, you know, collect the firewood and all that. And so the, the, the whole thing is it looks different to actually put it together to build something that actually has a purpose and actually functions to keep us dry and to give us a safe place. And I think that God is inviting us to say, hey, it's not about whether we agree that each of the different pieces is valuable, but it's the wrestling is in putting it together and even that tension, right? You put that rod, all those little deals together, and you realize that you have to put it through the loops, but then what do you have to do? Kind of bring it together, and you, you know what I'm talking about? You kind of feel that like, oh, it feels like you're kind of like, is it going to snap, right? Sometimes it just, for it to actually work, it has to come to a point of compression where the manufacturers knew exactly the right amount of tension that actually gives strength to that structure. And I think that as we just learn to grow together and, and be willing to process with each other and be willing to listen empathetically and humbly to one another, it might be that I come with like a, a passion for evangelism when we can like, man, that's my gift and we just need to make everything so simple that everybody walking in from the doors can understand it. And maybe you're the person that's like, I know, but I feel like a great God is wanting us to go deeper and to, and to know what that Greek word means. And it's like, we feel that little, <laughs> that tension. I think we oftentimes, at least speaking for myself, putting into practice our rules of engagement, speaking for myself, I haven't always known what to do with that tension. So I was, oh, well, I must be wrong, or they must be wrong. But sometimes we're, we're, I think, realizing as a team that God is like, no, no, tension can be a really good thing if there's love and there's humility. And it's like, okay, evangelism and the prophetic going wide, going deep, all those tensions, God is going to, I think, give us wisdom and is inviting us into a process of not being afraid. Again, it works when there's love. It works when there's trust for one another. It works if we're willing to kind of muddle through and maybe make some mistakes, snap a couple sticks, repent, try it again, right? But I just believe that God's inviting us into that process, and I think if we're willing to go with him, we're going to, like, it's a whole new level of life and joy and purpose that can be found if we're willing to, to work on that together. Hmm. Okay. So join us. We, we hope that you will join us, be a part of it. Um, and as God gives you inspiration and ideas, communicate those things to us. Um, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't often get emails after doing a message, but I had four different emails last night. That's awesome. 
let's 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 do this together. So, Heavenly Father, we come to you and we thank you for um, we thank you for the fact that we are the church. And so, Lord, I pray that you would begin to um, just stir dreams and visions in our hearts and our minds, and um, that every person listening to me right now would understand that they are a valuable part to this process. And as DJ said, uh, in order for um, what you are building to come together, we all have to operate in our, in our part to, to create that. And sometimes that's gonna create tension and sometimes that's gonna create uh, a messiness. Um, but Lord, I pray that you would put in our hearts and our minds that messy is okay. I know that I'm messy. I know that uh, a lot of us in this room we just have times and, and moments in our lives that are just messy, um, but you are the God that works us through those times. And so we ask that you would lead us and that you would help us to navigate through what you are doing um, right now. And Lord, if we are wrong, if we are out of place, if we are missing the mark, Lord, I pray that you would correct our direction quickly and that you would be um, quick to, to show us that and reveal that to us. But in the areas that we are hearing your heart, Lord, I pray that you would create a, a unity of that and that there would be an excitement, not just in uh, a leadership team of a church, but in the entire body of believers that make up that church. And so, Lord, we thank you. We not only pray this for Sean, we pray this for all churches. God, may people realize that you have a purpose and a plan that they would discover and operate in because that's when, um, that's when the good news will be fully distributed in the way that you want it to be. And so, Lord, help us to be a part of that. And we thank you for that in your name. Amen.